Welcome back, Yay. folks. It is Ugly Cat Show time again. I am Master Torgo. I am Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> and an 80s Jeff. This is episode 30. We The zeros, we're supposed to celebrate those, right? Yay! We Yay. with our 30. Yay, us and our decimal system. Yes, which all together, what, 90-some shows that we've put together, when you include everything together? Mm. That's what yeah, we do. Yeah, it's eight, yeah. Plus all the little specials and stuff. Uh, and then, so we're about uh, 1,472. Great. I mean, sure, that's, great. That's a, that's a, that's a present. Mm-hmm. I like a presence. You hear that? That's what fuels gamers. Presents. That's a present right there. <laughs> That's what fuels that gamer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuels, <clears throat> fuels his ire. I it, hope to it God occasionally fuels me from the Lafroig relaxation distillery. Mm-hmm. Watch, listens to this show so they could send us free whiskey. It's <laughs> <sighs> the true purpose of our show, folks. The perks of. Uh, Yes, they're the many and varied perks. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take the ones we can get. <laughs> the few oh, and far between ones. It's been an interesting week in geek. It has. It's been quite an interesting week. Lots of little rumors going around, new science stuff and science bullshit happening. It's... And today's Week in Geek is brought to you... Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong show. Yeah, wrong, <laughs> wrong show. Sorry, Jelly, take a bath. All right. Yeah, okay. Today's Week in Geek is brought to you by Lafroy Whiskey. Yeah, there's yeah. Some, like the last ten shows have been brought to you by Lafroig. <laughs> and that bottle still doesn't have a dent in it. It's <laughs> because you, you're the one that drinks well, it. Well, it's down to half. Enough. That's true. I've drank some, and you've drank some, and it's about halfway gone. I want a robot. Although I do, I do, I, well, that's right, you don't like cherry. I was going to say. I want say, a robot uh, to go out and get me whiskey. Uh, Jim Beam has a new uh, Red Stag. I don't it's like black cherry infused whiskey. It's pretty tasty. Ew, ew. It works. Um, Although it is kind of cordial esque. Um, I have to say, ew. I know you don't like black cherries. I don't like black cherry. I don't like any, anything in my goddamn whiskey. You know what goes good with whiskey? Whiskey. Ice. <laughs> That's about it. I know what to black get, Barry. It's, in the, it's on the cover of the Think Geek catalog. <laughs> God knows what I'm talking about. If not Hell, black cherry in that catalog will work very well. I suggest the Eviltron. The Eviltron? I'll kill you. You put another one of those in my house. I'll put like four of them around his house. I remember. Revenge <laughs> is a great. dish best served cold, and your ass. So is oatmeal. Oatmeal's <laughs> not good cold. Pizza's all right. Has everyone served revenge warm? Unless warm. you try it. Warm. Well, how about a hot slice of revenge? I like that. I'm thinking four or five Evil Trons around the house. Before you know it, one of these days you're going to wake up and there's going to be, like, Deb and I are going to be standing over you with, like, moose heads on and <laughs> with air horns. You know what would really get him back, Barry? What's that? Go to the costume shop. No, Get Jesus. The I know where this is going. Plastic clown head? No. The Burger King heads. That thing oh, is so yeah. disturbing. Wake him up. With the Burger King heads, I guarantee you your revenge would be complete. And throw burgers at him? No, just just do it like in the air horn. No, just have no, a tray with a burger on him. Throw burgers at me, please. <laughs> I'm going to give please. an air horn. That's he awesome. Had, oh, wake him up. I got it. I got it. I got it. This uh, friend of mine, uh, my friend Rob's uh, sister, they, they, this happened to her. There was like some radio show or something that was waking people up with like an air horn and a mm. chainsaw. What oh, assholes. Lovely. Yeah. So I'm going to give a chainsaw and wake you up with it. <laughs> he'd in, probably, in he'd probably smile, turn over, and roll, and go back to sleep. That he, just influences he, my dreams in he, wonderful he ways. He loves his chainsaws. Oh, yeah, it's his huh, favorite part of the haunted houses. Sick bastard. My favorite part of the haunted house is jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that, is the, that is the worst go-to. Okay, it, they do it because it works, all right? But it's in every damned haunted house. In America. Except it, for the it, one that we went to that had the electric chainsaw. The last, we went to one a few years ago. They couldn't, they, oh, they're going to be so different. They won't use the gas chainsaw. They will use like an electric plugged in chainsaw. What the hell's an electric plugged in chainsaw? <laughs> and Barry, they're chasing us out of the place. I'm watching the extension cord get taut. We're being chased by a guy running with the chainsaw after us. <laughs> And Todd and I are just laughing because we're like, really? Look, <laughs> you know it is your cue to run in a haunted house when you hear, dun, 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 you, it's your turn to go. We heard, <laughs> oh man, what is that, carving no, knife? No one runs, that's the electric chainsaw. Uh, by the way, <laughs> we the turned chain- around and we're like, was that an electric chainsaw? <laughs> 
<laughs> it the chainsaw, by the way, is the best weapon in Left 4 Dead 2. That is true. It is an awesome weapon. We learned many things playing Left 4 Dead 2. I learned many life lessons playing. <laughs> yes. I think the like... biggest lesson is <laughs> if the phone killed. rings... You're going to get killed if you say this. <laughs> I wasn't there. I'm pretty safe. <laughs> oh, no. When you're in a multiplayer game, it's it's just it's just best not to pick up the phone. I realize there's important calls, and I, you just I can't realize, pause it. Yeah, but but yeah, and and strawberry Twizzlers, I love them. Who doesn't? I I, I can honestly say <laughs> I don't you. think I have ever ever. Deb, you're a darling. I adore the... you. I really do. I have never answered Before the phone when me. I've been playing a game. She's just gonna hit you. I look over, I see the phone's ringing, I'm like, you know what? I'm too into this right now. I will call them back. That's what voicemail is for. I want you to know, Deb, I'm, I'm just not, saying. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm yeah, not there were two tanks coming up against for us. For our demise. And a smoker and a spitter. All I'm saying is when there are two tanks coming at you with other powerful boss-type Zombies. <laughs> you might want to focus at that moment. <laughs> your ass is so toast. She's gonna hurt you. This is not decrying your ability in any way because you saved my ass many times. And I expect <laughs> you to do many times in the future. You were just expecting her to save your ass at that specific moment. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of blood. blood just happens to be the color of strawberry Twizzlers. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so important. All right. Uh, and now, you know, we, we, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this before we go to Wicked Geek. Because, uh, I mean, we're going to bring this game a little more in depth in future Ugly Couch Show episodes. Oh, we're going to play the shit out of that game. But uh, we played Battlestar Galactica. The, the oh, yeah, game. yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I absolutely adore. Oh, about no. Deb. <laughs> this is a Deb episode. This is the Debcast. The Debcast! <laughs> is that when she has this level of competition oh my God. that is absolutely oh my God. worthy of, of worship. <laughs> <laughs> that in the game, the you ran, somebody in the, in the group is randomly becomes a Cylon, and I became the Cylon in the game. It's a, it's a board game. Yeah, Battlestar it's, Galactic it's, is a board game. It's a really awesome game. Yes. And Who makes that game? The Fantasy Flight game. The moment that game. I was revealed as the Cylon, I, I do not want to be her enemy. I, I, <laughs> I know. You Deb, really don't. Deb, I, I, take, I, take, I, I, I love Strawberry Twizzlers. <laughs> I do. You I, saw the lasers come out of her eyes, and was, her teeth became sharp points, and she's like, Enemy! And points at you? <laughs> or what? Yeah, it, That's yeah, what I it's see. Like, like everything, like, oh, it, I, I've, it was almost physical. The impact of the eyes at that point. For the rest of the game, it's not like when I revealed that's when it began, but it didn't like let up. It was like I became, I was in in front of her a Cylon. <laughs> it was great because she wasn't having a good day to begin with, mm-hmm. just work shit or whatever, you know. And then the rules were kind of wonky, and she wasn't quite getting it. And she's like, "No, nah, that doesn't make sense." Da da da. And, like and we were well, we all weren't getting it in yeah. various parts. But then as soon as that happens. Now she has an opponent, someone to <laughs> kill and hate. And the everybody knew the rules then. That <laughs> <Yeah>. was, <laughs> kill Master Torgo. That was the rule. Physically or in the game. It didn't matter. I gotta say, somehow or another, you always end up on the bad guy side. It's not truly my does. fault. Not, not just the bad guy side, the side that's opposite everyone else. Not my fault. Yeah, whatever. You keep saying that, yet it always happens. Yeah, it's very weird. It's the universe conspires against me. Well, is this true? <laughs> <laughs> you in games and me in pinball. Now watch, I guarantee you, I fucking guarantee you, we're listening to this podcast. I, I usually, after these podcasts uh, get published, yeah. I... Um, I rip them down, I put them on CD, okay. and I, I play them in a the car. Sure. Because I don't have a little iPod hookup in my car, because I'm totally 80s. And uh, so low-tech. And we're driving somewhere, and either she's driving or I'm driving. I'm probably driving, and she's hitting me right now, I bet. <laughs> Hit him again, Deb. Harder. No! No! He stop it. it! Stop it! Sit in your seat and be quiet, or turn this car around and go home. I mean, not... Uh, <laughs> save not the so punches for weaves, cargo on Monday. Make, make it very, very uncomfortable. Um, and she's like, oh! Ooh, oh, and she's cursing you to death right now. <laughs> I can kind of see it. Hi, Deb, I see you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, before she hits me she's really like, hard, I see my, my fist when I see you. Yeah. 
What's uh, what's the news? You get what well, I tell you. You give me some news. I'll I give you some news. This some is news. not good news. What? ABC cuts V and Flash Forward episodes, but not by much. Okay. Okay. The relatively low ratings for ABC's V and Flash Forward. Wait, hurt I thought the, the ratings were decent for they're, V. They were, but they're relatively low. It's ABC. Yeah, relative unless they're to what? stellar. Relative ABC to Dancing out, with the Stars. Yeah, what? I know how it is with ABC. Them. Came out and said that the ratings for V. Like the the first and second weeks were like the highest of any of their shows that they've had in the last ten years, except for Lost. But the ratings dropped off a little bit, mm. and okay. it hurt the shows, but not enough for the network to pull the plug. It's cutting its final order for each show by one episode. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. So, so newcomers V and Flash Forward are set to film twenty twelve and twenty four total hours, respectively. Both one episode shy of the numbers reported earlier this fall. It's a bad economy. They got to do what they got to do. Yeah. So uh, ABC will have eight new episodes of V returning March thirtieth, okay. and Flash Forward returning March fourth will have uh, fourteen new episodes. What the hell are they showing between now and then? Um, well, it's the winter. It's the winter season. They do. They do the fall finales. Like, uh, for instance, Stargate Universe just did their fall finale. A lot of like the USA Network shows, like uh, Psych and uh, White Collar, new programs. They Dude, just hit. Their, I don't even watch their, TV anymore. What they call their fall finales. I DVR certain things, back, and that's it. it. These shows they they drop off at, towards the end of November, beginning of December, and then they come back like January, February, March. There's this little leeway that they do this little winter break. Basically, what it comes down to is a lot of the actors go spend the holidays with their families. It's usually written into their contracts, so they have their little. Um, their little um, fall break, essentially. So that's that's what it is. It doesn't matter. You know, the only time I actually ever sit down to watch TV live, mm-hmm. live, you know what I mean? Right. Like, whatever's on that time. Are we live? Is when I got, like, an hour or two to kill after dinner and before we go to bed. There's nothing to do. Like, well, I'll watch see what's on TV. Disney Channel. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, no. <laughs> Usually Family Guy or some sci-fi thing. Or whatever's Honestly, on the DVR. Food Network. Or whatever's on the DVR. You know what? Food Network is not a bad show, to, a bad channel to watch. Yeah, right? but it is if it's Rachel Ray. And no. then, then now and then you always put in your copy can't of Cook, of a Lava Boy and Shark Girl, or who, or <laughs> <It's>... Moonstruck. <laughs> I don't like you. I, I think I think you meant Beaches. beaches. Okay, that wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. My... I'm not arguing. <laughs> I hate the fact you. that you, you keep saying that just makes it even all the more delightful. Oh, look at what's this? Other news? Oh, so we can news? change the, uh, change the topic. More Spider-Man villain rumors. Spider-Man. Uh, people have been speculating for months about which villains will appear in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 and who will play them. And yes. now comes the latest batch of rumors. Movie Line reports that John Malkovich is in talks to play the Vulture. With Anne Hathaway for a new villain role, probably uh, Black Cat, I think. Yeah, but because wasn't Rachel McAdams also attached to Black Cat at one point? Yeah, Rachel McAdams, Julia Stiles, Ramula Garai, all rumored for the part. Well, I can add a little to that uh, because Movie Line is uh, they have they got some inside source that they're getting this from, so it's still in rumored territory. But they say it's an inside source now. They wanted to grab, according to the source, Anne Hathaway for a new character named Felicia Hardy. A new hmm. character. Hmm. This How Felicia you... won't be turning into Black Cat, instead becoming a new villain called, the wait for it, Voltress. What the hell is a vo- what? what? Oh, 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 because uh, the, they what? have the Vulture. What? This is the female counterpart to the, the Vulture. I, I, I do remember reading about this. Okay. Right. And they're saying that Malkovich about. is in negotiation to be the Vulture. I don't even know where to begin to tell Hollywood how stupid it is fucking with Spider-Man. Okay? There's enough story there to go around for years and years. Why do they got to invent new stuff? That's yeah, very true. Well, the, again, this is still very rumor. Right. How about there's... the Absorbing Man or something, you know, like that. Absorby Man. <laughs> Just do Venom the way it was supposed to, maybe. How about Sham that? Sham Wow, man. You know who makes a nice little little uh, little uh, con- little group? Who? Vulture, Electro, and Manta. Who? I don't even know Manta. Manta. Oh, whatever. How about the Shocker? He's got the big eyes. Yes. And the Lizard. Lizard has been the rumor He's since there. they've been working it up to it, but... Uh, you saw him. According to the same whole group... They don't want to have such an ugly-looking villain for the whole thing. Oh, to... my God. Yeah. Venom. But again, rumor. 
I, I is it going to be another musical like Spider Man Three? That was one it scene. Was, it was one, two it was, scenes. Two scenes. There was singing and stuff. There was dancing. Yeah, it was a musical. I almost turned it off. Maybe that was the inspiration <laughs> for the uh, the U two musical Spider Man that's coming up. I said it before. I will say it again. I am so glad I paid the Mexicans in the tire place three bucks for a pirated copy of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not a tire place, a lantera. They give you any. They, they'll repair your tires no matter what. They're great, but they can't repair Spider-Man Three. No, they can't. They can repair the price. That was bullshit. Define gravity star sues. I'm not gay, Wikipedia. <laughs> what? Ron Livingston, who starred in ABC's short-lived series Define Gravity, who was also the main guy in uh, Office Space. Right. Yeah. Is suing someone who persists in altering his Wikipedia page, saying he's in a gay relationship. Here's how TMZ reported it. Ron, who married a woman <laughs> no, earlier this year... TMZ is so reliable of a source. Yeah, but it's, it's true, because I've seen this in a few different uh, places on the net, on the interweb. Okay, magazine. Yeah, he claims some mystery internet bandit began relentlessly changing his wiki page to say he's in a relationship with a man named Lee Dennison. Claim that Livingston says is completely false and malicious. So, What's the lawsuit was about a gay re- loving relationship. According to the lawsuit filed yesterday in LA County Superior Court, the wiki hacking began in May and every time Ron's reps remove it, bandit changes them back. So, you know what this means. Now there's going to be a ton of people trying to change it back to him being gay yes. and him being an alien now that it's and him out, having three heads. The, uh, the, uh, the griefers, the trolls, they're, they're going to be all over this. Oh, yeah. And probably, it's probably going to spread, too. It's going to spread to other, uh, other disliked, for whatever reason, actors slash actresses. I don't know anything about Ron Livingston. I, I, I know he's a good actor. I just don't know anything about him. Jane Seymour blows goats. <laughs> <laughs> Does she really? I read it on Wikipedia. I gotta it must tell you, be true. Jane Seymour is a cougar. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. She but, lost weight after her pregnancy, and it, look how old but she is. She looks good. She blows goats. goats. I, <laughs> that's what I heard on the wiki. <laughs> that's well, that's what, what I heard in OK Magazine. <laughs> All right, so change Jane Seymour's page to say the truth. That she blows goats. And I will give you a dollar. <laughs> and ba- that's how wiki money is made. Yes. Babylon 5 creator to reboot Superman. Really? Are you ready for a new Man of Steel? Straczynski's doing this? Should that be an old Man of Steel? DC Comics announced today that Superman will be reconnected with his roots in Superman Earth 1. From J. Michael Straczynski and artist Shane Davis. Really? Earth mm-hmm. One. Really? That means Super- does that mean they're hinting to the multiverse? Superman and Batman will be reborn with their first years and earliest moments retold in a standalone original graphic novel. Oh, this format. is in comic books. Yes. I thought you were talking about a movie. No, no, no. I was gonna get real excited they're gonna go multiverse on me in the movie. Oh, I would love it. But they're not ready yet. No. They're not ready for that. None of us are truly ready for that. DC's certainly not ready for it. Not as long Marvel as NCIS. Not as long as NCIS is the most popular TV program out there. The Earth is not ready for multiverse DC. No, no one would get it unless, unless they're smart. And there's not a lot of smart people who watch NCIS. There's not a lot of smart people. Oh, okay. Period. End of sentence. <laughs> anyway, a new Earth with an all new. You're very quiet over there. I'm just listening. <laughs> A new Earth, what that means, well, we don't know. But Straczynski says what he's trying to do is dig into the character and look at him through modern eyes. If you were to recreate the Superman story today for the first time but keep intact all that works, what would it look like? It would not look like Smallville, I'll tell you that right now. So this is Ultimate DC. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Because that's kind of what the Ultimate line reboot was, right? It was a modern what retelling like, to... Yeah. To strip away some of the convolutedness of the mythos while still keeping the old mythos alive in a new comic book, rebooting it if, uh, with a new modern audience in mind? That's exactly what. So this is like Ultimate Superman. But you can't say that if you're from DC. Right. That totally... But wait a second. Isn't that what All-Star Superman was about? Yeah. I have well, no idea what that is. That's the whole All-Star series with, with DC. But yeah, then but... again, they, they keep... Redoing it. Uh, so I, is I this know ultimate Jim, all-star? Jim I don't know Lee was working on an all-star <laughs> Batman and Robin. I don't know if he still is. I don't even I like DC. Is. I don't know. I'm yeah. Marvel. Yeah. DC. 
I like DC. I like their characters a lot on an individual basis, but when it comes to their universe, I get real confused very, very <laughs> Their easily. universe is crap. Their characters, they're all right. I don't and their vertigo, great. Yes, but I, was, but I, don't think, I don't necessarily think their universe is crap. I just um, don't I'm think gonna I... Go, I'm going to go there. I just don't think I know enough about it to truly follow it. I do. I sat down one day and said, okay, how does DC how does the DC universe even work? Because I was reading some old Green Lantern, and I had no idea what was the hell was going on. Oa, the Guardians, what? Huh? Right. And I, I read all the stuff like I could on the DC stuff. universe. What do you mean old stuff? Does it no longer exist? Oa is, and the Guardians have been around since like the inception of the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. The Guardians yes, are I know. immortal. And, I'm talking you know. about the, the whole DC universe, how right. it works. Like, you know how Marvel, there's Eternity, Infinity, and Galactus, and da 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 Are you talking about... I know like, there's a wrinkled dude in a glove that loves death. What? What? Thanos. Oh, 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 yeah, Thanos. That's... That's a minor story. Are you talking about how do all of these things coexist in this universe? Yeah, how things, you know, you have all of these immortals and all of these ultimate powerful beings like Galactus. How do they coexist? How the over universe works. Okay, I got you. And DC's universe sucks balls, in my opinion. What really I think (laughs) convolutes it for me is the fact that they so fully embrace the multiverse theory that there is Earth two or. Three or four, nothing. Well, they realized that with yeah. fifty-one, and it was a good, right? But I, I realized they they tried to uh, bring that back a little bit with the old crisis way back when. But mm-hmm. but even with that, there there is some really out there stuff that's really that if you're not following it all the way together and you you miss it somewhere down the line, you get out of comics for like five years, you get real just lost. Oh, you get absolutely lost. Well, and then you get people like you know, like Jeff Johns that wants to come in and just like completely reboot everything, like you know, like he did with Green Lantern, and you know. Yeah. And when you're dealing with a reboot, what do you keep? What do you throw away? What's yeah? What's left? I, it's that's a that's an excellent point. Oh, and, what, what am I supposed I think, to remember and forget? I think the Ultimates is a perfect example of how you should do it. I think they did that perfectly. Look at the Fantastic Four. That's pretty messed up. But There's even lots now, of stuff there that's weird. But they did it great. Now Ultimates for some people is starting to get. A little convoluted. Is it really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's been around long enough that its mythos have taken on its own universe world, and it's starting to, you well, know, and, be and, somewhat different. And I don't uh, envy comic book writers because you know about every ten to twenty years, they have to go through one of these like story reboots because they're trying to freshen it up for the next generation of comic book readers and. You know, like you know, well, well, Todd can tell you he's he's got the uh, was it the Fantastic Four that you started from the very beginning yeah. on the on the CD ROM and you watched and you were reading some of those really really old ones and you were telling me man they're just cheesy as all get out yeah, yeah. they are and, and and they're not easy to read unless comics you've got were, that in your head comics yeah. were different back then though you know it That's was true. for it was for a different mindset. Now it's it's uh, they're in the very much in the mainstream. But yeah, but I'm just saying it. You have to every so many years reboot it, evolve it, or or reboot it to match the yeah. times. I think I think I understand that, but I think that uh, it, it was more important for Marvel and DC to do reboots of their stuff because everything had crossed over. And there was so much crossover that it was nigh impossible to do anything in the universe because there just simply weren't enough room for all these heroes. And and I mean and perfect I guess perfect example would be like, age. Uh, Superman Red Sun. You know. Yeah. Now we as adults now read that and we get it. But five years from now, some kid that's in his early teens is gonna start reading Superman Red Sun and he's not gonna get any of the politics because he was born after the wall fell. He was he doesn't really remember you know, Soviet Russia. So what's it going to be? He's going to have to go through Iranian history books Superman and kind of try to put that in context. We grew up with Maybe. that. So, I mean, that's why... I, 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 I guarantee you that's how all of these things keep coming up in, all the, in, in the comic universes. And, you know, you can't really say, well, everything that came before doesn't exist anymore. But you're like, well, how can I, you know, kind of freshen it up, liven it up for... Yeah. For, for this next generation. Yeah, Superman, well, I mean. Shiite son. <laughs> <laughs> Taliban son. When are they going to reboot Spider-Ham? Spider-Ham. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess. Spider-Ham. They were there now. Hey, how about some news about space? Space and this, news. I know you're excited about this, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, I already know where you're going with this. Virgin Galactic unveils Spaceship 2. Ah, Richard Branson, how you're helping my dreams become reality. I was talking about him today with a 
Chris, friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, Topher put forward that he is the Bruce Wayne of our time. He is. He's totally Bruce Wayne. All he needs to do is put on a suit and jump around like a bat. Oh, don't yeah. forget the uh, the uh, designer of Spaceship Two. Um, oh, his name escapes me right now. Burt Rutan. Burt Rutan. Thank Burt Reynolds. Burt Rutan. Mister Burt Rutan. Nice chops. Ha <laughs> ha. He's I'm looking had at a that picture of him ever. Uh, but yeah, Burt Rutan. You know, very much kind of a you know, and I hate to use the word, but very much a maverick in the field of aviation because his designs are so different from the mainstream that for the longest time he could not get funding to do his design so he had to go off on his own and now you know you know Branson So you're has saying this Maverick funding. quit his job and did his own thing? Well, he he started his own company <laughs> and but yeah. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, um Virgin Galactic was unveiled uh, unveiled Spaceship 2 and it comes complete with its matching mothership White Knight 2. It'll be right. unveiled the uh, it was unveiled in the Mojave Desert. Uh, subject to certain U.S. regulatory requirements that will guide the unveiling, SS-2 will be attached to her WK-2 mothership, which was uh, last year unveiled and named Eve, af- after Sir Richard Branson's mother. In the future, it'll carry Spaceship 2 to above 50,000 feet before it's dropped, and it fires a rocket motor to launch into space from that altitude. And, in a long tradition of naming from the Royal Navy, U.S. Navy, NASA vehicles... Even sci-fi spacecraft, Governor Schwarzenegger of California and Governor Richardson of New Mexico will today christen the SS-2 with the name Virgin Spaceship, your VSS... Enterprise. Enterprise! Oh, how brilliant. It's the Enterprise. We made the freaking Enterprise. <laughs> Richard Branson is my hero. The now, Borg would kick its ass. Now, what's well, really yeah, fascinating about no this, this is not the first spacecraft... Like, first real-life spacecraft to be named Enterprise. First one to go However, space. this is the first one that will actually go into space. This, yeah, that first one. Because it the first, weapons. The first space shuttle Enterprise was an atmospheric space. test model. I mean, it was, for all intents and purposes, an operational space shuttle, but it didn't have the, the heat tiles, and it didn't have the engines. So, I mean, it, it was never intended to be launched into space. So, <laughs> a lot of fans were, like, all excited. Yeah, we got the first space shuttle to be named Enterprise, and it's never going into space. It's what? real small. It's not a very big craft. I think it only holds, like, is it six to eight people, something like that? While they're up there, they could shoot down some of the space junk that's surrounding the planet. (laughs) But consider this. Tickets for the early adopters were $200,000 for a training program culminating with a ride into space. So you can be on the Enterprise for $200,000, and that's chump change, considering. Well, to some people it is, yeah. I would say that experience is worth $200,000. Absolutely. I want to do one thing in this world... And, you know, without even prompting, uh, Deb said the same thing, that she wanted to, wanted to do one thing. See the home world from space. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see the home world from space. That is the perfect moment. Of course, to my home world is Mars, but of, it's Of strawberry Twizzlers. You know what's interesting is... Uh, <laughs> You're going to get hit, man. Darren and get I hit. Uh, had an, uh, one, of, one of Rutan's um, designers, like right after Spaceship One, went into space and came back the second time, was sitting at Quark's one day and... And was talking to us and, and handed us his car. And he's like, yeah, if you can come out to our uh, facility within the next two weeks uh, before they send the Spaceship One over to the Smithsonian, we'll take you in and we'll give you the full tour. And we're like, crap. Wow. Because we couldn't, you know, it was, it was just too short of a time to get the time off and then drive down there. We still kick ourselves for not having done that. But, uh, but yeah, Darren and I had, a, had an open invite to go um, see Spaceship One, White Knight One, you know. Jesus. All this stuff. And we're just like, oh. One of those, you know, opportunities that just slipped past us that because we couldn't. I, I, done it, I have done this it. friend that is a Cylon and would really like to. You could have said, "I got this friend who's a Ferengi, and he would love, really like to." Uh, <laughs> uh, Three hundred future passengers have already put two hundred grand up. Wow, I'm kind of impressed by that. Uh, I'm not surprised at all because, like I said, it's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. See, he did it right. He priced it low so enough people could well, take yeah, a flight. I mean, how many and millions did those guys spend to go up into the Russian module? But yeah. he's getting more than that back on that many people taking that flight. And some are going to come back and return flights, bring their friends. No one it's I enough know. so that there's enough people in Hollywood that can go, oh, yeah, I've been to space. Give me the, another drink. The, the not only thing, that. <laughs> that's going to be a great conversation piece. Not only that, but what... Great way to get your name, at least to be the first bunch of flights, 
what celebrities are going up. It is great PR. Oh, if yeah. you would like to sponsor the Ugly Couch Show, the first Ugly Couch Show and and Couch Show uh, Couchcast couch in space. In yeah, space, we yeah. we can make this happen, but we ha- but we need help from viewers like you. We can review <laughs> the Earth. Earth didn't like it. And if you, <laughs> if, if, it's if, full of water. It's a rent, not a buy. <laughs> if you do, as a single sponsor, sponsor the Ugly Couch Show up into Branson's spacecraft, we will send you a free subscription to Smithsonian Magazine <laughs> as 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 your free gift. Thank you, PBS. Act now. Supplies are very limited. <laughs> You don't have to send them. Just send me. Just send Vlarg. In that case, I, I you get rock and gem mineral out of monthly. This whole thing is the advance in technology that has come out of this? You know that that you know for decades now we've heard there is no way civilian companies are going to be able to design a working spacecraft. Who the hell said that? It's been going on since the Apollo missions. Eh. But now it's feasible. People are, you know, the general public has seen that a company has done this. Now other companies are going to probably start doing this as well. I got a question for you. Sure. Right now it's two hundred grand to go up, right? Right. Which is chump change. Sure. Ten years. What's the price going to be? I think considerably cheaper because I guarantee you. Give me a figure. But but what is yeah? What is considerably cheaper? If Branson, well, let's let's say ten thousand dollars. Really? I'd go now. I would go right now. Start saving. I don't. Well, I'd find ten grand. Here's 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 my feeling on this. If Branson can continually get passengers to go up on this, and he's already said that if it starts to to seem profitable, he's going to build more a fleet. Of these white knights and spaceship twos, you know. Granted, I I, it, I I don't know if it's in your article there, but I think you can only take up like six to eight people at a time. Yeah, it's something small, but it's it's very small. But you know, let's see if I can find out what you're talking. If you've got a fleet of these things and you're taking eight people up at a time, and other companies that have the technology to build a spacecraft similar start seeing this as being profitable, they're going to start building their own. Well, he says I that mean, he Yes, expects, it's going to be a niche market. He expects 40 to 50 <laughs> spaceships will be needed in, the, in order yeah. to satisfy the needs of the market. Did you say this is going to be a niche market? Well, I, I think initially it's, it's <laughs> okay. definitely going to be a niche market. But yes. as just, more just and more of, companies get the on the bandwagon... Only because of the price. It's, and it's going to drive the cost down over time. You know, like I said, I just sure. threw 10, 10 grand out there. But I think yeah. 10 years from now... It's. I don't think it'll be unheard of to be able to pay ten grand to go into space. Yeah, you're only up there for, isn't it like half an hour? Dude, that's Cause, cause half you, an it's, hour. It's suborbital, that, so wow. you only get like say twenty minutes in space. Totally do. But still, works for me. I bet you they charge like a, a million for like the first flights. Why not? Yeah, inaugural. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man! Now I see. Now I'm thinking about space. I totally want to go. Every, everything else seems kind of maybe I can have lesser. a bake sale. Well, nothing for can beat our, that. Uh, That's for, it for ugly yeah. couch. Now, what else you got, man? Well, uh, an accidental download sends a 22-year-old man to prison. Okay. What? Two years ago, Matthew White searched LimeWire for porn. All right. He was looking for college girls gone wild. Okay, there's no accounting for taste, but whatever. But he ended up downloading some images of child pornography. This was accidental, according to White, and he quickly deleted the images. A year later, the FBI showed up on his family's doorstep and asked to search the computer. After thorough sleuthing, the FBI found some images deep within the hard drive, quote-unquote. According to White, the investigators agreed that he himself could not have accessed the files anymore, which means they were just still on the file allocation table, but just totally deleted Matthew now faces 20 years in jail for possession of child pornography. Wow. Yeah. On, on, on advice from his lawyer, who clearly is the shittiest lawyer on earth, <laughs> he intends to plead guilty so that he will hopefully end up with 3.5 years in jail, 10 years probation, and registration as a sex offender. Are you... Seriously? That's really That's bizarre. That's a death sentence. That's... Yeah. I, I'm sorry. He needs to get a better lawyer. The yeah. FBI could not comment on his specific case, but it said if child pornography is ever downloaded accidentally, the user needs to call the authorities immediately. They may confiscate your computer, but it's better than the alternative. Um, that's bullshit. I like Torchlight. I don't want to give up my Torchlight. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much... 
If you ever surf a porn site ever, you're gonna find a t- you're gonna get a ton of images on your system, whether or not you chose to download them. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna be there. That's how it works. And if you accidentally download a, if you're downloading a, a ton of pictures and one of them happens to be child porn, how are you gonna know? Get their IDs. That's a good point. Do you look and see? Okay, yeah, this this site, all all images here are you know all the all our models are over eighteen. You don't know. You just don't know. Now, if it's obvious that someone has a bunch of kitty porn on right. their thing and they distribute it, fine. Yeah. Send them to jail. This dude, seriously, no. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, it's very awful that because when you delete something on your computer, ladies and gentlemen, it's still there. It's still there until the computer rewrites over that exact spot where that file was. And even all then, it does is it deletes it from your your allocation table, so the computer doesn't recognize that file as being on your hard drive. The file is still there until it's rewritten. So I, I guess you know if he really wants to do. Uh, ensure things are deleted from now on. He's got to go on like uh, download.com and get one of those those low-level formats. Yeah. That, well, I mean, there's there is a, a file deletion program that's very similar, like what the government uses. Oh, that turns all the, all the yeah. it the literally ones to goes zeros. once. Yeah, when you've when you've pushed a delete on a file, it literally goes and writes over writes all zeros, that right. exact spot. I mean, yeah. it won't delete your other files on your computer, but it will make sure but that, most that, people, most that people that sector don't do that. on your hard drive is completely deleted. Well, well, of course no one, not. No one's aware. People don't understand that when you delete something, it's not deleted from your computer until the next file or whatever that you've downloaded has completely rewritten over that. So spot. clearly, this guy deleted the file, and he, yes. they, they agreed that he couldn't get to it, which means it was still on the file allocation table. So he really deleted it from his machine yeah. a year ago. How are they even? Why are they even bothering with this guy? How could they even bother with this well, guy? Well, it would make sense if there were other similar instances throughout the computer that you know it was like, okay, this is what this guy's into, you know, and put him away. But if you have an accidental download like that, like you said, the pictures just flood on the the homepage of it or whatever. Yeah, there's uh, if there's like one instance of it that's odd and out. Ugh. It's 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 hard to say. Well, you absolutely do this. Someone in the FBI has to know how computers work, right? Yeah, well, they did, they did, they found it in a deep scan. They mean that means they used like a block editor. Yeah, and yeah. and here's the other thing. Uh, as far as from a psychological deviant standpoint, he would have to de- he would have to exhibit a pattern. If he had multiple files on his computer that had been deleted. They'd indicate that he had multiple files of child porn. Okay, this is a person that is continually, continually downloading child Thank porn. Thank you, that's what I was If he had one say. file on there that he immediately deleted, they're going to be able to tell, okay, if, if he, they, use, as you said, used a block editor and discovered the file, and then they would be able to tell, okay, this file was downloaded this date at this time, it was deleted at this date and this time. They're going to tell that he deleted it right away. So how is that still possession? That's like if somebody handed you a gun for 10 seconds and then took it back, or you handed it back to them, and yeah. then you get arrested for possession. Like, well, I never, I never possessed the gun. Yes, you did. Your fingerprints are on it. Well, but the guy handed it to me, and I handed it right back to him. No, you're still under arrest for possession. Any lawyer worth his salt should be able to knock this down. I'm very surprised this guy is going. He's probably, he's probably is, not the is being lawyer. advised. To plead guilty, you're right. He's probably a public defender. Public defender doesn't want to look um, bad for defending a, you know, a child porn possession. Probably got the deviant. same lawyer that Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder got in Stir Crazy. <laughs> what is it with you and Stir Crazy? What? What? Everybody loves Stir Crazy. <laughs> Stir Crazy is a good. He's movie. been mentioning that movie like a lot this week for some what? reason. This is the first time I've heard him mention it. See, I didn't mention it at all. You're crazy. Why are you in my brain? <laughs> it's a place uh, I don't want to be. Well, anyway, I got one last thing here. So uh, he should get a lawyer from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Well, yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. The EFF should absolutely step in, and the ACLU, because this is a this is a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. This if this guy is innocent, and, which he seems to be, we don't know. And beyond but, all of this, how did they know to come to his house? LimeWire. Lime download shit from LimeWire. Uh, FBI's okay. all over that. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't touched LimeWire in years. 
go LimeWire. I know better. Woman filming sister's birthday party gets charged with felony movie piracy. I heard about this one. Now this is this is the story as I got it, and you you tell me what's up. A 22-year-old woman from Chicago recently spent two nights in jail and could face up to three years in prison for taping four minutes of the new movie Twilight New Moon. Yep. Samantha Tumpak and her family threw her sister a surprise birthday party at the theater and captured much of it on video. Unfortunately, two very short segments were enough to make theater managers want to press charges. Turnpack insisted she recorded no more than three minutes while in the theater and said not all the video she shot was of the movie. There's footage of her and her relatives singing to her sister, they said. We sang happy birthday to her in the theater. Uh... She also took pictures of family members in the theater before the film began, but an usher who saw the photo session never issued them a warning. So, now what did you hear? Uh, it's, it's essentially the same thing. Uh, my understanding from the articles that I read online, uh, I believe it was on MSN, um, indicated that even in the footage, it is clear that the movie screen is not the center of attention no. in, the, in the photographs. And the video, but because it is on there, technically it is a violation of international copyright laws. Not even issued a warning, though. You know, and, and, and the um, FBI piracy, um, because it's a home video camera recording it. And it does, uh, my understanding of the law as it's written is it doesn't say that it has to be the full thing. It's any unauthorized duplication of studio's property, i.e. the film. So... I guess if you're going to say letter of the law, yes, she violated it. However, no, she was not given a warning. Though I don't know, a lot of theaters are now putting up subtle little signs that are really hard to see. You have to look for them. Then it'll say um, videotaping or recording devices are not allowed. Um, Any instances are punishable by, you know, X number of years in jail, X dollars fine, etc., um, I do remember seeing one of those recently. I believe it was at Ray of Motion Picture here in town. I, I, I don't remember what it was that drew my attention to that specific spot, but it was a very small sign. Whatever. But, the point but, is, yeah, these yeah. people, the, the, the theater completely overreacted. Completely does, overreacted. Does intent figure in in any of those? It, it should, but as, as like I said, as, as far as the law is written, I don't believe that it specifically says that you are intending to pirate the movie. If you have recorded any part of it without authorization, you're essentially guilty. Wow. So, but, um, so when I recorded myself masturbating while <laughs> Stir Crazy was on in the background, yeah, you, I you could viol- be in some real yeah, trouble. Yeah, you violated international copyright. Well, uh-huh. then, then I'm, uh, I'm uh, keeping that tape. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, you keep that. No one wants to see that. My, my but I can't erase that... it because it might stay on there as a block on my computer and then it can be found. Right? <laughs> you disturb me <laughs> deeply, deeply. Oh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's obvious to our listeners that we, we have no love for the Twilight series. However, I do find it rather interesting mm-hmm. that this particular instance was taken to the authorities. I do know from, um, from articles I've read in the past that movie theaters are very, very scared to have their rights to possess to, to rent these prints mm-hmm. taken away from them sure. by the studios, so they do prosecute for whatever reason. You really don't get a warning. They, you know, if if you're seen in there with a video camera, you're, you know, the authorities are right there to arrest you because if they can't rent these prints from the studios. They can't make their money back. And it costs them a lot of money to rent these prints. I'm not defending their actions. I'm merely explaining their motivation behind this. Because the studios are like, hey, we're not going to rent you the print for this blockbuster movie that six other theaters in your town have now. So, yeah. so I mean, it's, I can see that. it's a strong arm tactic that the studios have used for, you know, decades. You know, I wish her all the best, but I I don't see how she's going to get through this. Hopefully, she'll find a sympathetic judge that'll say, "Well, it's clear that you weren't intending to pirate the film and dismiss the case." But you know, she's probably looking at a short fine. Probably, it's just stupid. It is. It's it's ridiculous. 
Ugh. Well, what do you got? What's news for you? What, no, do you? what do you consider news? What do I consider news? How about this? Has anybody read this next story in any local, national newspaper? I, I, I found this all over the place in World Press. I found it in Russian papers. I found it in New Zealand and Australian papers. I haven't found really any U.S. stuff except from bloggers. Okay. Uh, the Venezuelan government, I got this from Global Post, Venezuelan government has passed a new law that would not only ban the sale of violent video games, but ban the sale of all violent toys or all toys that, quote, stimulate aggression. This law is an effort to curb homicides, which are currently out of control in Venezuela, especially Caracas. And it is inspired by recent American and Japanese studies that link violent games to violent behavior in children. It's very vaguely worded as to how it defines violence or aggression, so it could include a great number of games where violence is as minuscule as jumping on a turtle or using a squirt gun. The article from Global Post points out that it could even include games such as Legend of Zelda and Super Smash Bros. While the Entertainment Software Ratings Board deems those games as appropriate for kids aged 13 and up in America, and some games in those franchises are even rated E, everyone aged 6 and up, Venezuela has no such rating board. Because of this, it's unclear who will be deciding exactly what constitutes violence for this law. Well, you know who's going to be doing it. Right. And the weirdest part is that it also bans the act of playing these games in your own home, even for adults. Wow. Even worse, the minimum penalty for selling a violent video game to a child, three to five year prison sentence for selling or distributing violent video games. Harsher punishment than the sentence for selling real guns to children, which currently stands at one to five years. I'm curious as to what, quote, studies they're citing in here, because the studies we've come across have come out in favor of video games well, not... wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me stop you right there. Who's citing these? The Venezuelan government? Yeah, yes. we're talking Hugo Chavez here. Well, then it, the truth yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. And he also crazy, said man. that these, these games uh, promote... Individualism and egoism. <laughs> what, what? Oh my God! Yeah, this sounds like some other stuff. Yeah, from like, oh, I don't know, about, about sixty years ago. <laughs> mm. So yeah, this now. But keep in mind, in South America in general, most games are pirated. Uh, Xbox and PC in particular, they they still haven't fully cracked the PS3, but let's face it, it's on its way. So most people don't get or buy their games from the store. They buy them for like one-tenth of the price through a software pirate or pirate it themselves. Wow. So piracy is like rampant there because no one can afford a new game. But uh, so, But however, if you're caught playing these games because it is now considered a uh, a gateway to violence in Venezuela. And there's also a, another uh, assemblyman in Brazil who is putting forth banning violent video games as well on top of this one. Hmm. What the hell is wrong with those people? It's, it's uh, un- uneducated. They're just, they just don't know. They, they, they lash out at the first thing that they believe may be a sign of, you know... A probable cause, rather, of the situation when it's you know, multiple studies have shown that it's not unless you know there are inherent violent tendencies in that child already. And a lot of the studies that show that aren't exactly unbiased as far True. as that that show a a link between violence and video games. They they start with a with the hypothesis and keep the evidence that goes toward it. I like to. Uh... They thank you to my mother and father for uh, adopting me from Columbia, so I would not have to stay there and <laughs> deal with those assholes down there. And I got to grow up in a uh, American household where I get all the sex and violence I want in I, New I, Jersey, no less. Yeah, <laughs> more than I want. So woohoo! <laughs> wow. All right. In well. a uh, in a similar uh, depressing story. A few reality bombs were dropped the other night during the BD live chat with director of Terminator Salvation, uh, <laughs> Mick Goober. Goober. That's, his, that's our name for him. I can't... Mick G is such a aud, audacious goddamn egoistic name. Mick Goober. That's his name. Okay. 
All right. It's like a nickname you got as a child that you've decided is going to be your physical name from now on. It's like calling yourself Master Torgo, Doctor Vlad, Jeff, or some, Madonna, some real asshole name like that. <laughs> Joseph McGinty Nickel. Yep. McGinty. That's McGinty. what I was trying to remember earlier. McGinty is a fine Irish name. Run with it. Mcgee, he sounds like he served at McDonald's. Directed by Joseph McGinty. That would be fine. His, his mother directed, nicknamed Directed by McGee Dunn. Well, anyway, uh, a fellow that goes by the name of uh, Mr. Chen at Gizmodo sat through the chat, and there's no transcript of the full chat, really, so he kind of uh, ran down the lines of some of the things that McGee... Uh, McGoober. I think this is what you and I were discussing earlier. Seven. I'm pretty sure the Gizmodo is the is the guy, but continue. Seven at uh, seven o two. In answering a question, if Robert Patrick, the T one thousand from Part Two, would be in a future movie, McGoober said that he might be, if there was a scientist that wanted to model a Terminator after himself. So yeah, he kind of took that from Terminator Three. Um, at seven thirteen. He just announced that he's making another Terminator movie. What? No. Seriously. What? At 7.16, oh, and for those people who are punching themselves in the face that he's making another one, he said he's making one after that. 7.46, he said that Sarah Connor is going to be in the next film, but he's not sure how he's going to pull that off. Oh, my oh God. My so it's coming God. from a great place already, isn't it? The, the last thing I'll bring up that he said is about 7.48... Quote, I'm disappointed in myself that I couldn't make the best movie. Hmm? He, he just said that he thought he could make a better movie than part one or two. He's disappointed that he wasn't able to achieve that. So are we all, you fuck. Now, he was working on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and that got completely gaboshed. And so he may very well be a clinging to the T- Terminator franchise. Here's my question. Terminator Salvation did poorly at the box office. Hmm. How did he get greenlit for not one, but two sequels? Maybe he's not greenlit. Maybe this is his Maybe. own fantasy mind world. I, I, I'm, I'm, I suppose it's possible. But if he's telling people in a commentary that he is going to do two more films... And, well, let's, let's face it. He doesn't own that. The franchise is up for sale. Yeah, Halicon's closing the auction for uh, Terminator rights on February 1st. So I am surprised that, that moves Cameron to a didn't... new company as Halicon goes into bankruptcy. So he, he's not attached to this. I, I am seriously surprised Jim Cameron did not just go, look, I've got more money than God. I am going to buy this from Halcyon. I mean, it's seriously. The, the asking price couldn't have been that high. Why would Cameron even buy it anymore? Now it's damaged goods. Well, but, but he could have bought back the rights to the first two films. He doesn't necessarily have to buy it for all. Damaged goods? It kind of is now. He's got his own thing. Cameron's but then again, if Cameron came back and said, you know what, I'm doing another Terminator movie, people would flock. People would say, oh, finally, somebody is helming this he that knows what they're if doing. If he's smart, he wouldn't do that, though. Well, he's, he's distanced himself from the last two films. He's weird Rightfully like so. Yeah, but... He's not come out against them, but he's just said, yeah, go ahead and do what you're going to do. Yeah. I'm right. just not going to be part of it. He's actually... It's good on him for doing that. Yeah. So. And uh, oh, just a heads up for all of our uh, listeners in Connecticut, Maryland, Rhode Island, New York, and Florida. That's New England Imperial Stout Trooper beer is going to be hitting the shelves a week before Christmas in uh, 750 <laughs> milliliter bottles. Oh my God! Same great beer and now bigger bottles. It is yes, uh, Stormtrooper beer. I'm showing a picture to Barry right now of the, it's uh, Storm the bottle. It's uh, so uh, unfortunately it's it's a very small distribution through this little independent beer company, but uh, we appreciate the work you do. So if uh, and hey, if you we find have yourself any, in Vegas, by all means, if we have any listeners in Connecticut, uh, Maryland, Rhode Island, New York, Florida, um, and you can find a way to ship us, some, we have listeners. Please, please send us in some. New York. We do. That's um, true. Talking to you, Adrian. Um, Get me this. Yeah, please. Uh, you know, send us a uh, email, comments at uglycouchshow.com, and uh, we'll work out some kind of a way to... <gasps> it's a Russian Imperial Stout? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm all baby. about it. You know, Barry and I will drink it on air. That, Barry and you... Arm wrestle. Arm wrestle. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll work something out, I guess is the best way to put it. We'll work something out. Email us, comments at uglycouchshow.com. Beer advocate rates it an A. I'm sold. 
I want That's it. awesome. Well, just a few small things before I do the little little our little final bit. Uh, uh, from March sixteenth, two thousand twelve. So you got some time till September 9th, two thousand twelve. The U.S. Popular Smithsonian Museum will be showcasing something patrons aren't used to seeing in that environment: video games. Really. I mean, there's been video game art exhibitions before, but the Smithsonian exhibit will attempt to be, quote, the first to examine comprehensively the evolution of video games themselves as an artistic medium. Wow. The the exhibit, called The Art of Video Games, will feature game footage, video interviews with artists, games developers, a uh, history of game consoles, and even a few consoles for visitors to play. Huh. Uh, the museum will also welcome suggestions from attendees and tap uh, Chris Melanosis as a guest curator for the exhibit. So, yes, Smithsonian is uh, legitimizing the art of video games. So That kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if anybody else remembers this, about 16, 17 years ago. God, actually, it's going to be longer than that. be close to 20 years ago. Um, there was a tour going on to a lot of different art places um, art galleries um, using um, that they were displaying the the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes as a legitimate art form you know they had the cells and they had you know a lot of the uh, pieces that go into making an animated um, short and uh, it and it was really fascinating hmm. and uh, it's it's interesting that uh, that they're doing this with video games because, you know, we've all played some video games that just look ridiculously gorgeous yeah. on screen. Oh, you know, yeah. And I'm not talking just PC, but console as well. So, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy games. Yeah, kudos. kudos to the Smithsonian for legitimizing video games as a legitimate art form. I, I you know, I'm, yeah. I'm all, like, thumbs up for that. When are they going to have a whole permanent pinball uh, Exhibit. We have that here. Las Vegas. We have that here, but yeah. it just needs to be prettied up. Give them money. Yeah, if you're ever in Las Vegas, I highly recommend you go to the Pinball Hall of Fame. You will see things there that you never believed existed. We have a pinball habit now. We yeah. do. Some people have crack habits, alcohol. We have pinball habits. <laughs> Do our little three-way tournaments. Jeez. Oh, Fuck you, Bristow. What? Fuck you, Bristow. See, he always wins at that, too. What the hell? <laughs> I got mad skills. Yeah. He is fairly skilled. I hate to admit it, but I yeah. have skills and I get mad. Silent Hill. Hey, Sweden. You got something coming your way I want to see. What is it? Well, first, Silent Hill was a haunted house. Right. Now, a group of fans in Sweden have put together a stage play based on the second game of the series. What? <laughs> a play? <laughs> oh, my God. Eventually, the play will be subtitled and put onto YouTube, but right now there are no details about the production available, but it is happening... Out there in Sweden, God bless you all. Wow. At least it's not a film by Uwe Boll. Oh, don't even say that. Don't jinx it. And, you know, I have a whole bunch of other stuff that I had prepped for this one, but we're going to have to cut it short and leave that for the second one. I'm going to leave you with a little gift, though, and uh, then you guys can tell me which one you think is going to be the best. I now have in front of me a list of all the various... Pre-order exclusives for the Star Trek online multiplayer online role-playing game. Ooh, oh tell. my god, I, I almost pre-ordered it today. Do tell. But it, where you pre-order it makes all the difference because everybody... See, that's what I wanted to know because all I saw was the GameStop one. I didn't see anything else. Everybody seems to have their own thing, so here you go, friends. Shit. This is the list of what you get from who you buy from. I'm so glad you're doing this, because I guess now maybe Deb can order one and I can order another from another. Did you already do yours? Then? No, 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 I didn't oh, do okay. it yet. All right, so of course, we'll start with GameStop then. Uh, GameStop you get, is offering an exclusive ship, the classic USS Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Which In-game? In-game. This is all in-game stuff. This okay. is what you get okay. for your characters. Yeah. Or character or characters. But then again, if they're doing this, it, how many... Original Enterprises are going to be flying out around to there. Well, it won't be the Enterprise, but it'll be a Constitution class. It says the classic USS Enterprise. Yeah, that's, that's what they say, yeah. but you know what it means. Right. This is going to be a lot. Best Buy. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are, are you listening like, GameStop's going to do this, Best Buy's going to do yeah. this, then GameStop's going to do this, Best Buy's going to yeah. do this, because there's, there's, there's uniforms, too. For the uh, GameStop one? Yeah. 
you get uniform, you get like uniforms from uh, next gen and DS nine. Oh, I didn't, didn't like say that. I didn't have that anything of that. Oh. Either. Wow, so is that I, wearable? Is that wearable or in? Yeah, wearable stuff. Yeah. Oh, like th- but that comes with it that you can. No, you don't put them on in real life and play the fucking game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you want to. Hey. No, but but see, we've 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 all bought tchotchkes that have come with with video games. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these there's, are in, there's in-game, in-game stuff as well as yeah. like say a t-shirt. So oh that's no, why I'm, there's that's no why I'm trying to get um, there's a little pin you get. Yeah, okay. But no, you don't get well, a uniform. That's that's, that's why I wanted Jeff. a little uh, verification on this. <laughs> Jeff doesn't play a lot of MMOs. That would be the ultimate little tchotchke. Here's a whole uniform that you could put it on and play the game. No, I, just, I just wanted you to. That's a level of geek to to tell me for sure whether you know what what's in game and. What I'm sorry, might I didn't mean both. to interrupt you, but you know what? You really, you, they really do need to do that. And games where when you communicate with other people, you have to do it on screen with webcams, and you have to be wearing your uniform. Well, that's just like the, well, it'd be perfect for that Playboy model that just uh, twittered that she was playing World of Warcraft online naked and. Playboy model, that's Adrian so, Curry. That was a, Peter Brady's wife. No, was it? Yeah. I thought it was a Playboy model. I thought she was a Playboy model. She's been in Playboy hot. a few times. Adrian Curry. There he is. And so she's been... Tw- she tweeted that she's going to go home... As, as Naked Warcraft. Get butt naked and stoned and play Warcraft. See? That's awesome. See? Nerds win. Nerds always win. By the way, everybody playing Warcraft, people playing with you... Yeah, you lose. ...are naked, and they don't look like that. <laughs> anyway, so All what's right, the so list? That's, that's what GameStop offers. Uh, classic com- USS classic Enterprise. Enterprise. And okay. uh, apparently some uniforms. So. Okay. Best Buy, you get a pet Tribble or Targ based on whatever faction you choose. Amazon, a liberated Borg bridge officer with unique nanotechnology augmentations. Mm. Acknowledged. So, so you, yes, you get... <laughs> great. <laughs> if you get through direct-to-drive, multi-spatial personnel shield regenerates itself and player health. Oh, yeah. If you get it through Walmart, bonus skill points. Oh, God. That, what? I, ugh. If you go through Target, the TR-116 ground weapon, a micro-transporter beams projectiles to Target, no line of sight required. I, see, I wouldn't get that. That's I wouldn't that, get that. That's that thing that, from, uh, that's that, from that episode of Deep Space Nine, which the episode mm-hmm. is escaping yeah. me right now. But. And if you get it through Steam... A chromodynamic armor it improves critical hits and damage of energy weapons. Okay, the armor and the weapon stuff, the hard items, I would not get. The stuff that doesn't give you any bonus, like the fucking Targ, I would not get. The ship, you know you're going to upgrade your ship eventually. You're, that's probably like a class 1 ship. You know they're going to go like class 5 or 6. I wouldn't get that. I would go for the skill points. And I hate to say it, but that's Walmart. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the other ones? What was the other yeah, ones? the other one that you're leaving out is the uh, multi-spatial personnel shield. No, it's a hard. It's a hard so. item. It's the, like it's the like other this. One is... It's like this. City of Zeros. When that came out, mm-hmm. uh, depending on where you pre-ordered it, you could get like this power or that power or this power. But it turns out those powers, you don't even really use them. You just right. kind of eh, they're they're weak. They're good for starting out for the first five six levels. And it does give you a bonus, but you end up upgrading eventually. Skill points, they're universally useful. I'm sorry, but I'd go for the skill points. I'm going to have to get this thing at freaking Walmart. And uh, the, the other one that you're wondering about was Amazon's offer, which is kind of nebulous, but being that you ha- your abilities are based on your crew when you go you know, off ship, is the liberated Borg... Bridge officer with unique nanotechnology augmentations. That it depends what that means. Does look interesting. That does look very interesting. I don't know which one's the best, and I encourage you all to go online and find out which pre-order bonuses are the best. And please write us comments at uglycouchshow.com because I want to know what you guys are going to do. If yeah. it comes out looking like three or six from the experience, I'm going to laugh. It'll look like Hugh. I hope and it looks like Hugh or something. Where uh, the incident, frack are the Ferengis? Where are the Ferengis? What is Why this can't you... frack? You... Shut up. I can't believe you haven't seen that. You know you have not... Yeah. Forgo... What? ...loses his geek card. No. What? What do I do now? He has not seen Battlestar Galactica. I have so. It was 
1980, 1981. Robot walking around up. with eyes. Shut up. I can't believe that. It was actually 79 and 80, sir. See, somewhere right. around there. I knew it was around that area. I remember it. They had the round ships. that <laughs> We had the toys that shot little plastic missiles. Battlestar, uh. Galactica, hi. Part I want of that recording just of Ron Moore going, You suck! to play for Torgo right Yeah, now. well, right. you suck. You suck you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica. We have owned and Battlestar Galactica on DVD for years. But you haven't watched it. <laughs> I don't he's, have to watch it. It's from the, the 80s. He's still talking the classic series here. You, you're, you're on two different levels right oh, now. Oh, yeah, I'm better than him, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm doing right now? I'm looking up what other people think is going to be the best bonus. And I'm looking at the wrong place. <laughs> I should be looking at the Star Trek Online forums. Because yes. you know they're going to be full of people, min-maxers like me, saying, okay, what's the best thing? They'll be full of trolls. 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 <laughs> and I plan on trolling it soon. I decided not to even look at those forums until the game actually kind of gets into closed beta and actually starts. Because I used to be a little forum troll for uh, Star Wars Galaxy. Well, they better it. do it friggin' soon. What? The closed beta. No, it's already... Oh, is it already in closed beta? Well... Okay, the game launches on uh, February 2nd. Right. They don't have to have a closed beta until after Christmas. How much beta time do you need? um, Closed beta month? I'll take it. Because don't they have to, like, actually go to publishing for the hard copies? How long does that take? eh, (laughs) It takes a little while. That's a fine, fine point. Because they can always update it. I mean, yeah, I get direct to drive and so forth. You know, the digital downloads—they don't have to. And sure, it's going to be passed. They, all they the can hell literally day go it. Day yeah. Day, the but... only reason you open beta is to do server tests to see how many people it can actually handle, and that's not something that the core game code is is really responsible for. That, that's how you handle your server. It's the closed beta that makes sure the whole thing is working. It closes those bugs that are game killing. Well, no, it closes the it closes the the glaring bugs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But uh, really, those should have been closed in alpha. They should have been, anyway. Right. Which I know there's going to be a bunch. Yeah, there's stuff that always slips through the alpha into the beta. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that game. Because I was expecting Diablo 3 before this game. You know what I'm waiting for? Duke Nukem Forever. No, no. I'll be waiting forever. Um, Bible the MMO. Bible the MMO. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to create my own religion and compete against other religions. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that is not a bad idea. How about you out there? You got an idea? Write to us. Comments at Ugly Cow Show, or just put a comment right underneath the uh, the uh, title of the podcast, right on the webpage. We uh, we we read those and love those and and respond every now and then. But uh, that's it for We Can Geek this round. Indeed. But uh, you can bet next week there'll be another week and there'll be a lot of other geeks. So until then, I'm Master Torgo. I am Dr. Blark. 80s Jeff. We'll see you next week in Geek. <laughs>